Welcome to Respect Life Radio. My name is Deacon Jeff Bennett with Catholic Charities, the Archdiocese of Denver. Remember, you can listen to all of our shows at respectliferadio.com. Today, our guest is Layla Miller. She's a Catholic writer, author, whose passion is you know, church teaching on marriage, family, human sexuality, really all the moral issues. Uh, and a couple of her books we've talked about on previous shows we've had her on was Primal Loss and Made This Way. And Layla, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Deacon Jeff. I'm really glad to be back with you. Well, you know, as we were, as I was talking about before we uh, started recording, you know, I just see the, this assault on our kids from the government, from the media, social media, entertainment, big business. And it's starting from in utero all the way through. And it's just, isn't it, it's amazing that this is happening from every angle and not enough people are standing up. Yes, and I would add the education system as well, even the schools yep. down to the elementary level. Um, no, not enough people are standing up. We uh, Catholics, especially, we have a, a we have a role in in society in the world to be salt and light to be different. So when the world is becoming corrupt all around us and when it's taking our children, when it's trying to um, steal our children for the devil, it's our job to be there as the one voice that says, no, we're not letting you have the children, we're not letting you have their innocence. But you're right, it starts in the womb and it goes all the way through. And we need to be paying attention to every every angle of this. You know, every time you look on the news or your social media, you know, more it gets more and more absurd. I think there's a bill going, you know, trying to get passed in California where moms can kill their babies up to seven days after birth. I mean, basically, you know, it's infanticide, right? We just have what's going on in D.C. with the five in- infants that they found at an abortion clinic. Two, they possibly believe were born alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Cal- Colorado just passed this uh, abortion law where you know, no parental rights, no nothing. It's just all out abortion. You know, it was bad already, but they made something bad to worse. And, you know, you just see it from the very beginning of life. There is no appreciation for children. And again, if you can't stand up to it, I, I don't know what would make you, what could make you more engaged than trying to defend your children and their future. Because right now the future for kids does not look great. No, no, the poor kids. And you have to really look at the culture and realize that you have a suicide rate among young people that's just going through the roof and, and at younger and younger ages. And they're, the kids are not okay. Like that's a, that's a, um, a truth. I, I hope we can all sort of see that there's something very wrong with the kids today. And it's, it's the fault of the adults who have let this happen because children are by nature and by God's uh, design and his right order to be um, innocent from the beginning. So they are to be protected by the adults. Their, their, their innocence is to be guarded by the culture. And we kind of used to know this decades ago, even, even if a Adults were sinning in certain ways. We all knew whether, you know, no matter what side of the political spectrum we were on, and again, I'm talking decades ago, people understood that uh, the adults were to protect the children in society, whether it was, you know, it was on the movies or on TV or um, just, you know, divorce wasn't a thing, abortion wasn't legal. So we knew that you had to protect innocence. You had to protect the children. That is completely inverted now. And I mean, to the point where, like you said, it's, it's so crazy now that it's it, it defies logic. The things that we're allowing to happen to our children, 
it's not even, you know, normal sins like it used to be. It's, it's things that defy reality, things like letting little children um, be confused about whether or not they're a boy or a girl or talking to them about sexuality or, you know, these drag queen story hours or whatever that confuse the right order of nature itself. It's so absurd. You know, it starts with killing in the womb. And then, you know, breaking up families and no-fault divorce and uh, and now all this sexual exploitation. And it's coming, like you said, from the biggest institutions everywhere. And it it is diabolical in nature. I, I hope we can agree with, you know, with that because it's so big. Um, but we need to recognize it, first of all, and say we will have no part in, in this. We, we will not be a party to this at all. And as Catholics, we're going to fight it with right order and with truth. Well, and, you know, you talk about, you know, you, your, your book, Primal Loss, about, you know, how devastating divorce is on children, you know, even as they grow up into adulthood. Yet, right, we're promoting in vitro fertilization for same-sex couples to go ahead and pay for a surrogate, you know, uh, you know, implant multiple embryos. We just did a recent show on this, right? So we're deliberately bringing children in the world without either a mother potentially or a father, depending on what the situation is. So they are starting off. I mean, divorce is bad enough. Imagine being brought into this world with no mom or no dad. Exactly. So by upending the right order of God's creation, that's how you get souls. The devil knows. That's how you get souls. And it's interesting that you bring that up because I literally just finished writing um, an article for Crisis Magazine that should be out um, this week about the, the how many mortal sins are actually involved in uh, gay married men having a surrogate give them babies. There are, as far as I can tell, there are 10 mortal sins involved in that process. And yet we have, you know, one mortal sin should send us trembling because it's like, oh my goodness, we're offending God to the point where we're going to you know, be separated from him eternally. But then you have something that has up to 10 mortal deadly sins involved in it. And we have Christians applauding it. You know, they're, they're okay with it. It's like, well, you know, we like babies and we, like, we have lost our ability to discern, or maybe we've lost our ability to care about mortal sin and the fact that we may lose our souls, not to mention that we're losing our children. I mean, they're, they're, their burdens are so much heavier than even what's on us, because we all feel it in the culture. We feel this burden, like something is not right. But these children, they can't even be innocent for, you know, any amount of their childhood anymore. They are completely burdened by the cares of uh, and the distortions and the perversions of the world and the adults that put the, these perversions and these disorders on their shoulders. And it just doesn't stop. And now it's just ramping up and ramping up and ramping up. So I hope we can at least all recognize that as Catholics, like something very, very wrong is happening in this culture. And we, we cannot be a party to it in any way, shape or form. Well, and, you know, children are a gift, as we all know. But imagine at our judgment day, the Lord says, I gave you this gift. And then you look at the carnage that you were involved in or didn't speak up against. What are you going to say for yourself? Right. There's no time for cowardice. Right. There's no time for putting your head in the sand and pretending somebody else is going to take over. Right. Every individual, you're a mom, a dad, a grandparent you have any responsibility for children, you need to stand up. And, you know, we saw that in Florida, right? This this bill that they kept saying, don't say gay bill, that never said the word gay in it, was trying to protect young children 
from gender ideology and focus, forcing that on kindergartners through third graders. And we see Disney Corporation saying, this is what should have happened. And all of our programming is going to be designed toward this. I mean, it is it's like a free for all out there. It is, and we're suddenly seeing, you know, metaphorically, I guess, the masks coming off. We, we didn't really, you know, got a feeling, maybe, maybe Disney's not really the parent's best friend, you know. And then, now they just come right out and say it. They're just like, we're, we want your kids, we want to sexually exploit them, we want to groom them, and we're not even hiding it anymore. And so, but it's happened over the course of so many years that I know a lot of parents still think, well, but we really love, you know, Mickey Mouse, or we really love, you know, we're just going to, you know, this, this isn't going to really affect us. It's like, well, when... Where is that line then? Like, when will it be evil enough that you're going to say, no more, not a step further, and you're not going to take my children, you're not going to, you know, enchant my children? And if we can't do it, if we don't have the courage to do it, the big question is, how on earth are our children one day going to have the courage to face what surely will be a more corrosive culture? you know, barring a miracle of God, uh, how are they going to stand up to anything when their parents, who they look at and see for an example, if we don't have any courage to speak against the culture because we don't want to be socially shamed, you know, we don't want our neighbors to think we're weird. Um, what? Then how are our children ever going to fight evil? Well, and imagine your child turning to you when they're 25 or whatever, and they say, why didn't you defend me from this? You know, the same Mm -hmm. question, you know, as if on your judgment. I mean, how are you going to look into the face of your kids, your grandkids and say, I was afraid. I was afraid people wouldn't like me. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're not going to stand up to the bullies and that's that's really what they are is bullies. Um, It's, you know, whether you're Catholic or whatever faith background you come from, you need to stand up for these children because, they're our precious gifts, and they have been entrusted to us to take care of them. And it really is scary. Like you said, draw on the line. If you can't draw the line with all the things we're seeing right now, I, I, you must have lost your pencil. I don't think there is a line for you. Right. There is no line. And that's the scary thing, too, is that culturally there is no line anymore. There is no place that they won't go. There's no dark corner that they're not opening up, you know, for your children to be sucked into. There's no more lines. It's it's over. When I saw um, the Blues Clues, I think it was the uh, uh, yep. gay parade thing that they had for preschoolers where – Literally every type of sexual perversion that you could imagine was shown as a part of this parade, whether it was, you know, um, polyamorous couples and transgender and gay and uh, just so, you know, pansexual. Everything was there and it was all for four-year-olds. So there is no line anymore. I mean, and, and so Catholics and Christians, yeah, you know, we say we could, we say we'll, we'll, we'll die for our children, right? We'll take a bullet for our children. But if you're willing to die for your children, why not be willing to live for your children? And that means doing things in the culture that are going to be very uncomfortable, less than dying, but it is going to be an uncomfortable thing. And we might as well do it now because they'll tell you it's going to be really uncomfortable. Like you, you, you intimated there is our judgment one day, that's going to be super uncomfortable if we don't learn to be a little bit uncomfortable here now in order to protect God's precious children. And he said what would happen to people who cause the little ones to sin. And it certainly wasn't a pretty, a pretty fate for those people, according to our Lord. 
Well, and you mentioned bullets, right? The bullets are flying now. If you can't hear them whizzing by, then you're you're living in an alternate universe. And sometimes it feels like we are living the screw tape letters when we just see how outrageous things have gotten, right? That we know that the Biden administration has put out a thing on, you know, social affirmation for people with gender identity issues while pushing it in schools, right? They were all for the, you know, teaching kindergartners through third graders and all, and beyond gender ideology. It just, again, our government is in for it. And if we think just an election and we vote somebody in and everything's going to be good, right? We cannot take our finger off the pulse of this for one second because we can't rely on any politician on either side of the aisle because oh, right. they don't have they don't have the investment in our kids and grandkids like we do, right? No, and they don't care about your kids. I mean, we're the only ones that care about our kids. Uh, we know the right order. We know how God designed everything. We have to stand for that because these kids are um, – in a dark, dark place. I, I don't know if people realize how depressed and how sad the children of America are at this point. Uh, everything that's coming at them, unless they're in a very strong family with a very strong parents, with very strong morals and principles, and with God clearly shining through, they are going to face things that we can't even imagine, including things like what you said with the Biden administration, affirming things like, well, early, early intervention for, for trans kids and things like that. I don't know if people understand. When we're talking about kids and transgenderism, we're talking about chemical castration, we're talking about surgically, even younger than 18, surgical castration and surgical sterilization of men and young girls and boys, men and women who will never be able to have children of their own. They are being mutilated. This is demonic. They're being mutilated by doctors, quote unquote, uh, who make a lot of money doing this and a pharmaceutical company that's going to keep them on hormones for the rest of their lives. I mean, it's quite a lucrative thing, but they will be not only sterilized, and again, they may change their mind in five, 10 years, and they can't do anything about it at that point. But they're also, um, my husband brought this up the other day. He's like, there's not even, people don't realize they also lose any ability for when they are married, if they do finally get married in a normal way, their sexual faculties are gone. There's no pleasure for them. So it's all bad. Like everything that's being thrown at these children between divorce, abortion, you know, all the sexual grooming, the sexual exploitation, the loss of innocence, the loss of fertility, the, the confusion about their very nature, no sexual pleasure in marriage later on. It's all demonic. It's all designed to destroy them. But of course we, you know, we're, we believe this, this idea that it's, it's, it would be rude or mean to say anything to fight this in any way. And we better get we better get courageous really soon because we will be accountable for every child lost. Well, and false compassion is not love, right? I mean, love is telling oh, the yeah. truth. You know, you and Trent did that great book, you know, Made This Way. If, if somebody listening says, well, I don't even know where to begin. I don't know how to articulate the church teachings on any of these moral issues. I don't even know what natural law means. I mean, you guys spell it all out in that book, you know, in such an easy way to be able not only to understand it, but to share it with young children, middle schoolers and high schoolers. You know, if we have to educate ourselves, right, we're not going to be able to fight this battle with one hand tied behind our back because we don't know what the hell we're talking about. 
Right. And we're so poorly catechized. You know, my generation, I grew up in the 70s and 80s, you know, no catechesis, basically. Uh, nobody understood the natural law. Nobody understood what the church has always used to teach these moral laws, and that is um, right reason. So you, you think of something logically. Everyone can use their reason, their brain, not their feelings, but their brain, to say, oh, here's the thing. This thing is designed a certain way, and it has a certain purpose. And when we use the thing according to its purpose, things go well. Things flourish. When we use the thing according to, you know, against its purpose, things fall apart. It doesn't go well. And that's true for the things that human beings make, we manufacture things and it has to be used a certain way in the way that the manufacturer intended it or the way that God created us, the great God created all of creation. We have to use things according to its purpose. And that's what we've lost because in the last few decades, we were told, you know, oh, we don't want to teach people that way. We want to teach people according to their feelings and, you know, just be nice and, you know, it'll all work out somehow. Well, no, because there are people prowling prowling for your children, and they're going to exploit their feelings, they're going to exploit this kind of subjective way of looking at the world, and they're going to seduce them into darkness. So we've got to get back to natural law teaching, right reason, what's the purpose of a thing, what's the purpose of the human body, what's the purpose of human sexuality, what did God want for us, what did he do when he designed marriage or sexuality? So all of that is not difficult, it's not like, you don't have to have a PhD, you don't even have to have, you know, an an undergrad degree. You don't have to have, you can be a child and understand the right purpose of a thing. So um, we need to get back to it. It's very simple. It's not complicated. Well, speaking of you can be a child and understand it, doesn't it, you know, we had this, uh, you know, these hearings for Katanji Brown Jackson, mm-hmm. right? Who, when asked, when does life begin, says, I don't know, I'm not a biologist. Yeah. And then, then, it, then is asked, can you define woman? No. Then on top, you go back at all her rulings and you see how light she was on pedophiles who, after she sentenced them, some of them were repeat offenders again. Right. I mean, I think watching that just kind of brought everything together, kind of wrapped a bow about where exactly we are. I'd like to get your thoughts on that. Oh, yeah. It was it was surreal watching that, really. I mean, you can't you don't know when life begins and then you giggle and then you, you know, and I'm like, well, why are you ruling on any of that then? And then, you know, not being able to define a woman because you're not a biologist is, is the most inane thing I've ever heard in my life. I mean, my again, my children know what a woman is. So uh, it comes back to I think it was Father Ripperger who said um, the definition of mental illness is when the mind does not conform to what is real reality. And so by that definition, we can really look at her and we can look at so many people around us and and especially who are running the institutions of America and say that they are mentally ill because they're, and we might even say they're evil, you know, depending on what their motives are and what they, whether they really know the truth or not. But if they really don't know what a woman is, they really can't define or know the difference between a man and a woman, which is so innate in all of us that, you know, no one's ever had to even think about it in the past because um, it's so obvious. But that really does show that they're not aligned with what is real. So they've They've taken leave of their senses. This is not, um, this is non-reality. It's nonsense. And so now we're being run by people who are not in touch with reality. And that's a huge problem. And you cannot raise children if, if you are not in touch with what is real. It's like, it's like crazy people. Again, it's like the inmates are running the asylum. It doesn't make sense and it will not work. 
Well, and to think that 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 she will be on the Supreme Court, and you know, we got you know fifty plus you know senators will will be voting for a woman that can't define a woman. Yeah, they can't you know tell you when life begins. That thinks pedophiles should have lighter sentences. You know, you can go on and on and on. Um, I, I think it just says that, and you know, we've been kind of talking about it. Look, defending our kids and defending the truth, we will be persecuted. You have to go in with your eyes open that this is not going to be a cakewalk. The Lord has told us, you know, look, they're going to hate you. They hated me first, so you better get your big boy pants on, and you better get ready for the battle because this is why I put you here. You're here at this day and time in history to defend me, to love me, and to share me. And that doesn't happen when we get run over and are afraid that somebody's not going to like us or we might lose our job. Right. And it's okay to be hated by the world. That's what people don't understand. It's it's not only okay, it was, like you said, it was promised by Christ. So when you have a, a, a society that's lost touch with reality, with what is real, it's completely gone to the dark side. Everything that is, you know, anti Christ, it's embracing uh, everything against the natural order. It's embracing. Then you have to say, oh, well, what a special, what a special time for a Christian, because this is when we shine. This mm-hmm. is when we show our faith. This is when we can say um, and show the Lord and show the world. Uh, there's a, there's something more, there's something better and there's something true. And you're all kind of miserable and you're feeling and there. Nobody's happy. These people aren't happy people. Um, but we stand for truth. And there is, I always say even to my kids, I'm like, you're the protagonist in your own life, in your own own novel, so to speak. How does the hero act? You know, what are you going to do when faced with this type of evil around you? And, you know, maybe that kind of can frame it a little bit for people to realize we're not here to just go along with everything because, you know, going along with everything is, is the wide road that, that Christ talked about. That's going to lead to destruction. You know, we have to take that narrow road and it's not fun, um, but it does have a great peace involved in it because you know you're doing the right thing. Uh, and it does lead to eternal joy. I mean, that's the only road you want. But unfortunately, people are caught up in this idea. And I, I really think people just have forgotten that there's an eternity, an eternity. And they, they have to live this life with a good degree of suffering, as our Lord did, pick up that cross, and that's how we get to our happiness. It's not the happiness here that we're looking for. We're not searching out how to, how can I be comfortable and giddy and, you know, have fun times here? No, <laughs> that was never what a Christian was to do. But now it's getting really, you know, this is this is uh, where the rubber meets the road. We're We're looking at some serious, serious evil all around us, and it's our time to shine even brighter. So let's let's do that. That's that's our that's our whole point, you know, in being here as Christians in in a dark world. Yeah, and, and you know, to your point, right? We're all visitors here. This isn't even our home. Why the heck are we conforming to this evil that's out there when this isn't what's meant for us, right? Heaven, there's a place for heaven for us, but you know, we can't earn our salvation, but we can and must participate, and part of that participation is defending the truth, is defending your children. And if, and if you don't think that the children are affected, as you were saying earlier, just look at the fentanyl deaths, mm. right? I mean, we read it, read families crushed by this every single day. You can go on YouTube and see this, right? They are not dying of fentanyl deaths because they were eating a lollipop and something happened, right? They are trying to dull the pain with drugs because of all the craziness going on. 
Yes, there's an inordinate amount of self-medication happening, uh, you know, whether that's with, uh, you know, drugs, alcohol, uh, sex, um, you know, just there, it's everywhere you go. It's, it's almost impossible to find, you know, large groups of people who aren't trying to numb the pain in some way. And if that isn't uh, speaking to the need of a culture for Christ and for truth, then I don't know what is, but, but who's going to be there for them? Because when so many of them are trying to take their own lives at a certain point, who's, who's their lifeline? Who, who can model for them joy and right order and right living and goodness and innocence? Because really, that's all that people want. They really want what is right and good and true, truth, you know, goodness and beauty. Um, and we have to be there. That's our, that's our role. That's why Christ, you know, we're his hands, we're his feet. But I will say that it looks like the life of a Christian is going to look like the passion of Christ. It's going to look like going through a crucible. And, and that's okay, because we know what happens. You know, at, at, we, we have our resurrection at the end, but we have to follow our Lord. We have to tell the truth no matter what, even when people lie about us, right? They lied about him. They spit on him. They humiliated him. And he was telling the truth the whole time. So, you know, a servant is no greater than his master, and we have to be able to step up and, and do what Christ asks us, because we trust him. We know. We know this. We know what we, uh, you know, what we've been charged with. And we can trust him, you know, stop trusting this world and start trusting Christ again and just just buck up. We can do this. Well, you know, we know that we can't get to Christ other than through the cross. There's no secret doors. There's no, you know, you know, get you get to draw the right card and you get to slide on by. You don't have to deal with it. And if you wait too long, it'll be like closing the barn door once all the animals have escaped. And you're going to look and say, Oh, I guess I should have. Well, now's the time where should have need to be could have and doing what you're actually supposed to be doing. We're down to a little bit less than a minute. How can people follow what you're doing? How can how can they get your book Primal Loss? I mean, made this way. I know you have others, but those those I think really will help equip people with what's happening to kids and what you can do. Yeah, so my website is Layla Miller dot net and it's l e i l a miller dot net and uh so uh, there's links to my books there um uh yeah primal loss is really important i've had like so many people lately come to me and say that they've so much pain from their parents divorce and they never knew that that was the source of all their pain so that's really important for people um made this way is through catholic answers and um you can even get those for as little as five dollars a book if you buy them in bulk from catholic answers Respect Life Radio is produced by Catholic Charities in the Archdiocese of Denver. And remember, you can listen to all of our shows at respectliferadio.com.